You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, y'all. Grand Rising. Grand Rising, everybody. Happy Friday to all of y'all out there. We got a fantastic Friday in the works for you all. I'm so excited. I get to sit with the Gale brothers. That's right. Barry Gale or AKA DJ Topspin as we know him is in the building. And his brother, Ken, Kenneth Gale is here. I'm so excited to talk to both of them about their musical abilities. Phenomenal talent. And y'all know we, we DJ Topspin is a real friend of Converge and the day with Trey here. But I will say, I'm excited because he has some greatness to share and he's so excited that his brother is here in town. So I want to thank all of you for being here and joining us today. Also, uh, we can see your hand. Sorry. <laughs> also, uh, of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream right now. Just tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Date with Trey. Don't worry if you can't watch us. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Date with Trey. Y'all will find me there. Shout out to all of our podcast listeners, too. I think uh, oftentimes what I hear out in community is, man, what a great podcast you have. And I I go, oh, it's also a TV show. <laughs> so clearly uh, folks are really resonating with the podcast platforms. Thanks to our podcast team for making sure that our audio is nice and crisp over there. Shout out to all of our worldwide listeners on the podcast. It's so phenomenal. Of course, I want to uh, thank my entire Converge team here for all the work we pour into all of these shows. And I get to fill it every single day right here on The Day with Trey. So of course, we're starting off with a lot of love. I'm excited because my brother is sitting on the couch in the living room set with me. We got DJ Topspin coming up next. He and I are going to dive into his musical ability. As we know, he is so much more than a DJ. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I don't know if it's a secret or not, but he's a phenomenal whistler. And I am encouraging him to get his whistle project out because when I tell you, he whistles like no other. I mean, like harmonies in his whisper. I mean, in his whistle, it is insane. So what a great whistler. What a great DJ. My brother, DJ Thompson. What up? How you doing, Trey? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. You, know, you say whis, whis, whisper. And actually, I, yeah. I, I, I dub myself sometimes the turntable whistler. Oh. Um, but good morning. How you got? How you doing? I'm great. It's always so great to be with you. And you have such a great energy. I mean, I'll say this. I experienced you all over the place. You know, when somebody asks me, man, who can DJ? You have a whole setup so you can come out, bring all of your stuff. And I see you out there all the time. Tell us about some of the ways. Well, well, I'll start off first with those who may not know you. Tell us a bit about what got you into DJing. Um, well, uh, I was lucky enough to be uh, born um, at the beginning of hip hop culture. Um, as well as kind of smack dab in the middle of, I mean, not born, but uh, came up kind of like as MTV uh, emerged. Um, so um, as well as being raised in a household that uh, played mostly gospel, like we um, we weren't really uh, 
tapped into, I don't know, secular music, I guess, perhaps. I mean, the, the stuff that everybody else was raised on, uh, as far as the, those albums weren't necessarily in, in the house in, in mass. Um, so uh, just tinkering with the music I had uh, on hand just kind of got me into different parts of music. And I've, I've said it in different interviews, like listening to certain, even gospel records, there were um, certain parts that jumped out to me like, man, I really like this part. And, and I would kind of play the part over and over and just kind of get bliss enjoying pieces of music. So um, I, I kind of started thinking in hip hop terms before I really knew what, how hip hop was created and what their formula was. So um, just having a, a, an ear, um, a curious ear, um, you know, uh, also being, you know, raised in a, in a house with a, a, a singer, um, also colors, uh, the ear, you know, he's kind of searching for perfect tone and, and I'm, you know, kind of passively understanding the difference between, you know, something on and off and, you know, that kind of, uh, upbringing, um, kind of brought me towards, uh, DJing I mean, as, as well as, you know, what's at the eighties, you know, uh, break dancing and, and kind of all these elements are being exposed and now kind of poured into, uh, the televisions and, and, and uh, the, the, the consciousness of America. Yeah. So I just soaked it up like everybody else. Well, you do it in a real unique way, though, I will say, because, uh, you know, one of your monikers is Blindiana Jones, for sure, right? For sure. and, and when someone is experiencing what you do with blends, I think for me, that was like, a, I was like, whoa, what is he doing? Tell us a bit about that, because you've really taken that on. You don't just like DJ, okay, here's a, you know, a right. playlist I'm going to play for y'all. Right. You're very intricate in how you pour your, your craft and how you like put it all together. It's very unique. Um, it's just harmony. Harmony makes me, it's pleasant. Just like, you know, something like being in key. There's, there's a pleasure. Um, and just kind of be like a joy, even coming up in, in, in Seventh-day Adventist church, you know, um, if something is on and, and, and the choir is in tune and, you know, there's really a rush of emotion that um, can hit you. And I get that rush when I find a pairing of two songs that kind of uh, relate together music wise, uh, harmony wise and doing that with real records. I mean, now there's technology, there's Serato, there's these DJ programs where you can really tune any song to any, you can change a song's whole key and make anything mix with anything, but there's really a magic in the natural discovery of something that just aligns <laughs> the planets align. Like, do you hear this thing yeah. that came out in 1980 and this thing that came out in 2020 and they relate musically. Um, and uh, I just kind of dwell in that area and I know other DJs don't. So I've just kind of chosen to, you know, maximize that. I know that that's something that's going to cause me to stick to stand out and it really kind of, hits people in the same sort of a way where it's like, man, you're really, you know, if you, if, when you kind of deliver that performance with a, th a thought process behind it versus just stringing together hits, you know, anybody can string together hits, but what are you doing with music? Um, and I like to, to, to dance, yeah. you know, around uh, and, and play around, you know, uh, I might mix the first Robert or, or Jack Harlow, first class instrumental, like that's what I do now. And I put Davido uh, Afrobeat vocalist over it and it really, 
<laughs> you know, try to shock people. But what if it works? They're like, wow, that's really kind of magic that you're wielding. So I just try to stay in that sort of a magical place. Well, it, you know, I think through you, I've experienced the artistry of DJing. And, you know, uh, when I, you know, growing up as an 80s baby, uh, for me, it was like, uh, you know, I thought it was the Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. It was all of that. Right. It was like, okay, you're, if you can do that dope, right. you can scratch records. Right. Like, that's what DJing was about. Right. So I love the evolution of artistry in DJing, but you really uh, showcase that. And another thing is that DJing is taking you all over the place, all over the map. We yeah. have a clip here of you working with one of Jay Z's DJs and producers. Oh, so yeah. just set it up for us because, I mean, once again, you're, yeah. you're all about over the place. A, about a, I think about a year ago, uh, he came into town and we had a conversation at the previous um, uh, uh, two years. Yeah, see, these <laughs> COVID has things, <laughs> these long blinks um, uh, where he was in town and we had a conversation. Um, I think it was around Jay Della's birthday. Just uh, it was a conversation just about that, uh, Jay Della. It's a he's a favorite producer of mine and his. So, um, you know, Omar just let us in the studio. And we had a conversation for about an hour. Um, and uh, the clip's probably this nice little slice of that. Here we go. What I was noticing was like he was sampling from the kick, the hi-hat, and whatever space was up until the next snare. Right. That was on one pad. Then it'd be a snare, hi-hat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the way up, maybe a ghost kick, right. all the way up until when the main kick come back. So he was combining these exactly. things that wasn't just like right. raw standalone standalone yeah. sounds so for me that gave that's one of the reasons why i had a lot of swing yeah. that it did it just had layers of ambiance touching each other you know with the, with, the, with the sequence and he wasn't quantizing yeah and a lot of the stuff that he did was it was dope because he would like put the headphones on Wow. I mean, what a great discussion you were able to have there. I mean, but, you know, one of the things that, that I really appreciate about your story is you always talk about your musical family. And we got your brother in the building. I know you're excited that he's back in Seattle. Just tell us a bit about you guys coming up in, like you were saying, you were you had gospel around you all the time. But both of you clearly took to music in different ways. And I'm sure over the years, you guys have been able to bounce back and forth off each other. Just tell us a bit about that. Well, um, as far as us collaborating, I, I definitely uh, want a, 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 a one to happen uh, in the future. Um, we haven't really uh, done that officially, but like I said, he colored my approach to uh, what I do. Um, I mean, even I mean, he was in choirs, uh, Northwest Boys Choir, uh, and I, I followed a lot of his steps. Um, I was in a choir for a while. Um, uh, I get my name topspin uh, from him. He, you know, he was an avid tennis uh, enthusiast. Um, you know, kind of equal degree is how he was interested in, in in music. You know, there's a point where he was just playing tennis with anybody and got really good. And I, um, you know, I I, I kind of got into the game the game uh, alongside him and would beg him to play with me. But you know, I'm six years younger, and he's like, you know, <laughs> it, it would happen very rarely. But you know, I went on to had to, to play in, in high school. Um, and obviously adopted the name. So, um, you know, uh, I, I take, you know, like any younger brother, he takes cues from his older one. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, there would really wouldn't be a blendiana as far as like the specificity with the ear um, without coming up um, around someone who was chasing that, that perfect tone. And, you know, I've seen him perform uh, since I was a kid and even to watch still, you know, the people that just are amazed. It is amazing now. It's like, okay, yeah, he's amazing people again. It's, it's old hat now, but it's kind of cool to see um, 
you know, the, the power of music and how long it can sustain. Well, yeah, I mean, I know for me, I think about the connection I have to my siblings and they're like, um, we always knew you were going to do something in TV. Right. It's just like they're like, OK, you know, yeah, of course you have your own show like you all. Right. And so, you know, sometimes where life takes us, our siblings have been on the journey with us. Right. Like, of course, our parents. But there's something special about the sibling relationship. Sure. Uh, so I love that you are setting the tone there. And I'm excited that he's in the building. He is in, back home in Seattle. For sure. Um, so we're going to talk about all of his uh, amazing career feats and why he's here after this short break. But I got to give you time to make sure you look right there. Let folks know if they need your services, if they want to follow you, get your music, let them know how to do that. Um, well, Instagram pretty much is the best uh, picture of, you know, what the kicks look like, what it's going to look like, where I put post my um, schedule. So uh, you can find me at Topspin Instagram. One smushed together word on this connotation and plays on words. They're all part of the whole package. Um, so Topspin Instagram on Instagram, as well as uh, at DJ Topspin on Twitter. Um, I'm a DM away. And luckily, you know, um, word of mouth has sustained me. So um, you probably catch me at a spot and then feel free to inquire how I can do it personally for you. Uh, amazing. As always, brother, DJ Topspin in the building. Thank you so much for, for being sure. here. Thanks for having us. So we got the green. Yeah, the, the, the green, green and the green, yellow were all memo, man. I think last time I was here, too, we were in, in line on, on some cream. So I don't know I think how we, it keeps happening. We, we're, we're, we're connected. So. Uh, you know what? I'm here for it all day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a, a great start to our fantastic Friday right here with DJ Topspin. And that fantastic feel is going to continue with his brother, Kenneth. Gail coming up right after this short break. We got Ken in the building. You guys stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. You're watching The David Trey. Did it again. Another year at Seattle's iconic Paramount Theater is in the books. A true experience that will live with us forever. We want to say thank you to all of our amazing guests for taking the time to join us, share your stories, and be vulnerable. We want to say thank you, our amazing fans and supporters who joined us live in the theater and watched the broadcast online. A huge thank you to the Seattle Theater Group for your years of partnership that continue to grow stronger and your intentionality to uplift Black voices in our community. And last but absolutely not least, thank you to Converge Media's official production partner from day one. The Elite Collective, whose team of producers, directors, and camera operators once again created TV magic. Until next time, keep it locked right here to Converge Media as we continue to uplift Black voices in our community and beyond. If you have an event coming up, tap in with the Elite Collective for all of your event production needs. And of course, always remember, Black media matters. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME, and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org.
Grand Rising. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm excited because I get to sit down right now with Kenneth Gale, amazing tenor, bringing his vocal talent right back to his hometown of Seattle. Hi. Hi, Trey. Thank you for having me this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Oh, oh you, we all got the green memo. I'm oh, definitely see? feeling it. I'm not quite, and the, and, honestly, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they got to see the shoes and the socks. He's all the way with it. Uh, well, you know, we just love your brother here. He gives so much to Seattle. Tell us a bit about how you experienced your family and your background in this kind of mm. musical household. It's been pretty remarkable. And I was, I was, I had the, the pleasure of listening to the first half of this interview. And and he does give a lot to the city. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to come back to. It's been a minute since I've been in Seattle. But growing up in a musical household, uh, my mom was actually one of seven kids. She grew up in Panama. And I think they all had to learn how to play the piano. So um, coming up, my siblings and I, we all have the same memo where thou shalt take piano lessons as just what you do. It's like part of school. And um, I enjoyed that. And mom tells a story about me actually sp singing before I was speaking. I'm not sure if it's actually true, but I'm a, I'm a December birthday uh, baby. And uh, she says that um, I didn't speak until about, you know, one and a half or two or make noises. And I'm, but I was making these noises and come, I think, October of the next year, after I after I was born or so, I started singing, and it was and she was listening, saying, "This boy is singing a Christmas a Christmas carol." So he said, "This this sound was in my ear, and I had to figure out how to make this sound before I could make any of the other sounds." So that's my personal mythology. Oh my goodness, <laughs> singing before speaking. We'll see. You know, look. Well, we well we do know that a lot of great singers actually understood musical connection from a, such a young age, and I'm a December baby as well. Oh, so, uh, so I I resonate with just the 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 spirit of the times mm. we're born in. Right? There's Absolutely. so much joy, so much going on that at the part, end of the yeah. year. Um, and so I experienced that myself. Both of my son's birthdays are in December. So it's oh, a see, serious month for me next month. It's always serious. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I'm really excited to learn about what got you into then taking it to another level. Mm -hmm. You know, tell us a bit about that journey, you know, starting young, you know, doing piano, loving that, but then taking it to say, you know, I, I really got a voice here. Let's hear a bit about mm -hmm. that journey. Thank you. Well, I did. um Grew up singing in the church from a young age, um, in the in the youth choir and that sort of thing. And when I was about age twelve or thirteen, I actually auditioned for and got into the Northwest Boys Choir here in Houston, uh, in Seattle. And what's beautiful about that group is that they have a sort of a gradated. A series of choirs from like a preparatory choir for the youngest kids to a concert choir for kids who are a bit older. And then they have a touring choir. And when I auditioned, they actually, I was a little bit older and, and they put me directly into the touring choir. Wow. And so I had had some musical background because of piano and having sung. And the first, one of the first tours we went on was actually a summer tour to Hawaii. And so you're traveling with a bunch of youngsters your age making music. And um, the idea of these choral harmonies in this sort of high level um, musicality was something that I really took to and enjoyed. Um, also got a chance to, to travel to Japan with them the following year. And then about six months after that, my voice changed and the bottom falls out. And, um, and I didn't have any idea of becoming a professional singer really, but I'd had uh, uh, an evaluation, a, a professional singer had heard me sing when I was still a boy soprano. And she said, well, your, your voice is going to change. Don't worry, but you're, you're, you're a, a musician and a singer at heart. So c continue to sing. 
At age 13, that goes out your, your head. <laughs> but fast forward to about age 19 or so when I started going to college, I hadn't sung since my voice had changed. That's, and kind of in between that point was when I started take, taking tennis really seriously. So that's when Barry, when, when Mr. Topspin started talking about the, that, um, that was the time period when I really kind of focused on tennis. And that was sort of through the back end of high school. And when I um, started trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I went to college uh, at the University of Washington, I started taking a voice lesson just on a whim because I hadn't sung. And I happened into a really good teacher who early on said, you know, I think you should declare yourself a voice major and start taking lessons so you get more, more lessons with me. And at the end of the semester, he said um, he actually got a job at West Virginia University. And he had a master class with all the students and said, you know, you're doing so beautifully. I um, have some bad news, though. I'm going to be leaving town and, and I hate to really leave you at this point of progress. But uh, Ken, I think you might want to consider studying with me because I think you can make a living singing. Wow. And so I auditioned for and got into the music program at WVU. They put me on a performance grants scholarship and it was all about the training. And that continued. Um, when I graduated, I came back to Seattle um, with that piece of paper that says, okay, you have a degree in voice, now what? And I auditioned for and got into the Seattle Opera Chorus. And, the, and about a year or so, the Seattle Opera Guild started paying for my voice lessons. Um, they kind of began to track me uh, like a young artist. This is before Seattle Opera had a young artist training program. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful uh, opportunity because... Um, I was able to use that scholarship money for voice lessons, for language lessons, for acting, all these sort of things that we part of a, a young artist program. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also had the opportunity to sing with local groups like the Northwest Chamber Orchestra. I actually got a chance to open McCall Hall, or rather uh, Benaroya Hall for the Seattle Symphony. Wow. Um, a lot of remarkable experiences sort of early in my career. And then I auditioned for and got into the Young Artist Training Program of the Lyric Opera of Chicago, which was took me away from Seattle in about 1999. Mm. And that was when I that was the last time that I lived in Seattle, actually. Wow. And so from that point, it's sung, I've sung with um, opera companies here and, and elsewhere. And for a couple of years was a cast member of a show called Three Mo Tenors. Which is, you know, the, the, the take on the three tenors with, with three African-American tenors singing everything from opera to gospel to jazz to the blues to Broadway and back and cut my teeth in a, in a really unique way. And what was wonderful about that project is it really uh, encouraged us to embrace the variety of music that we are exposed to and that we might have an affinity for. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes within classical music, you're really encouraged to specialize because um, frankly, you have to, to specialize to become really proficient to a degree. But um, what's beautiful is that reclaiming these other roots really um, opens up some other interpreter possibilities. So wow. that's the, the long story. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I mean, this is what I love. I love hearing all of the different 
uh, spots of time mm. that lead you to where you are today. Mm. And, uh, you know, I have become a recent real fan of the opera. Seattle Opera just interviewed me and dropped their blog post yesterday uh, of me explaining my experience with opera. Because, you know, I was saying that, you know, in order for it to be accessible, sometimes we have to hear music that we're already connected to. And sometimes it's a leap for folks in Black communities to go, okay, I get what they're doing at the opera. It's like, it is. But because I've experienced so many shows, I've had this uh, amazing time from each show of like, wow, allowing that to resonate with me. And opera is everything, right? There's acting in it. There's all of these special nuances uh, with set design and costumes. And it's so theatrical in that regard. And and I have really become such a huge fan. So I just love hearing this entire story uh, of you going all over the place with your voice and your voice taking you everywhere. But we also got a great clip because it took you uh, to an Astros game, (laughs) uh, right? And you got to sing the national anthem. We have a clip right here. My goodness, they're just telling me, giving me all the deets. I didn't even know Big O was on the scene. Amazing shooting that clip. Uh, that was just in the, the recent playoffs. So, I mean, your your voice is taking you everywhere. And now you're back home. You have a show coming up. Tell yes. us about that. Yes, indeed. Um, one of the things, as I mentioned, my three more tenors uh, background, and I really enjoyed and have um, taken to this idea of crafting or curating concerts that take people on a journey. And so this concert that I'm presenting on uh, Sunday, the 13th of November at Plymouth Congregational Church is called Invitation to Voyage. And it is kind of inspired by the themes of water and waves and journeys. Mm -hmm. And it weaves together uh, everything from classical uh, French art song to opera arias to um, spirituals to uh, settings of poetry by Langston Hughes. It's really kind of a, a, a series of pieces of music that really resonate with me. And it's a bit of an experience. I had a, a fantastic rehearsal last night with my pianist, uh, Joseph Williams, who was, who's originally from Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Brilliant young pianist and wonderful collaborator. And uh, he re- leaned over to me afterward and said, thank you for this this journey. It's, it's This is what my soul needed. And I was like, oh, thank you. My soul needed to sing it. So oh, I'm wow. really looking forward to it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, of course. I got to give you time because we need to know how we can come Ooh. and support the concert going uh, on on Sunday. Uh, if it's is, the, is it open to the public? Is it closed? You let us know. Um, but you can look right there. Let folks know how to you. connect with you on social media or whatever Very so they good. can follow uh, things that you drop and how they can succumb out on Sunday and support Fantastic. the show. Um, the concert, again, it is an open concert, open to the public, um, being presented at Plymouth Congregational Church, which is downtown, I think, like 6th Avenue. And they are. This, the, what's wonderful about it is that ticket prices are very low. It is only a $20 donation, and all proceeds are actually going to be benefiting uh, the Poor People's Campaign. The, the minister at that church, uh, Rev. Dr., Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown, is a brilliant um, 
theologian and leader connected with this organization. And I like to connect my concerts to things that have a, a cause that does beautiful things in the world. So uh, please come and support this particular concert and then you'll be fed by this particular concert. My um, social media presence, the easiest way to track me down, and I'm not anywhere as good as my younger brother is on this, but I do have an Instagram account, which is uh, KGVox, spelled K-A-Y-G-E-E-V-O-X. I'm getting better at posting details about my, my work there. And uh, that's, I guess, all you need to know. But please, I really, really look forward to seeing you all on Sunday afternoon. Again, it's a 2 p.m. concert. Wow. Kenneth, thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, representation pleasure. matters so much. And you are Seattle, born and bred, you know, uh, now living down south. But we just are so glad that you brought your, your skills, your love, and your talent you. back to Seattle. Thank you so much for Absolutely. gracing me on the day with Trey today. Absolute pleasure, Trey. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Wow. I told y'all it was going to be a fantastic Friday. Of course, I get to wrap this up right after this short break. Y'all stay tuned. You're watching the day with Trey. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. What a great show today with the Gale Brothers. We got Barry, DK, DJ Topspin in the building. We also got Kenneth in the building. It was great to talk to both of them about their musical abilities, the ways that their family structure and the music they were surrounded by as young people has infused what they do to this day. Of course, y'all know I was inspired for sure. I want y'all to be inspired. You know, both of them are doing what they have to to see themselves as a part of the solution. And music heals the soul in all of the forms it comes in. So thank you to both of them for what they give. I want y'all to be inspired so y'all could give too in your own ways. What a great week we had this week. I want to thank all the guests who have joined me. I know we took yesterday off. We were there for Devon and his family. So many in community that were out here, you know, celebrating his life and his legacy. And honestly, one of the greatest messages that I took with me from yesterday's ceremony was for us to be doing our part, right? We got to pick up the torches. Um, when we lose pillars like that in our community, it's so important that all of us find the ways that we can do something, right? To give back and do something to inspire, to educate, to, to, to pour into the next generation um, and do something in the present right now with your own energy and life force. So I want to thank everyone who came out uh, yesterday to support the Pickett family. Uh, it was a beautiful showcase of love from the community for our brother Devon. You know, you're always with us in our hearts. Uh, I want to thank everyone for supporting the day with Trey. We so appreciate you guys. And I'm excited because we got a great episode for you guys on Monday. I got the opportunity to sit with Baba Ron Chisholm and you guys are going to see that amazing episode on Monday. And so for me, until Monday at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents.
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.